What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Fin Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Giandoletti. If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And the trade deadline is officially over, ladies and gentlemen, and the Dolphins came out better than they were before. The Miami Dolphins officially traded for Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos and Jeff Wilson Jr., from the San Francisco 49ers. But before we get into it, guys, make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Leave a nice five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening. And uh, leave me a review. Let me let me know what I can do better on the podcast, what you like, what you don't like, because I want to make this the best experience for all of you guys. But yeah, fins up, baby. Dolphins uh, traded for two guys that we're going to get into it, but I think make immediate impacts, address needs on this team. Uh, and... You know, I think with these two trades, it shows that the Dolphins believe that they are contenders, that they can make it uh, an impact in the in the playoff picture. Um, and we're going to get into why I think these moves are going to be so uh, crucial for the Dolphins. So let's get into it and start off with the Bradley Chubb trade. So if you listen to last episode of the podcast, I talked about how, you know, Bradley Chubb, the rumors were circulating that he was you know, being considered for first to Miami. And at the time I was saying how first round pick is just too much in my opinion. And I think if I'm self-evaluating myself and I could go back and, and, and talk to myself yesterday, what I would have said is, you know, I understand a first is too much, but at the same time, what player are you going to get at 20, which is where the pick was that can do what Bradley Chubb can do? And also on top of that, as far as the cap space, you trade away Chase Edmonds, which takes his number off the books. Next year, you're probably not going to have Byron Jones anymore. Um, You're probably going to get rid of Mike Kosicki. So you're going to clear cap space. And so, you know, when you look at Bradley Chubb, it's like, yes, you're going to have to pay him. But with the players that are not going to be in the future of this team, you know, it's not really as big of an impact. And I think that, you know, you give a first, you get Chase Edmonds off the books, uh, you give a fourth next year. And I think really considering all of that and you get a pass rusher that when healthy and went on the field is elite, um, you know, you know, I think this is a win for the Dolphins. I, I'm not going to say that this is like a home run, you know, like a Tyreek Hill trade, but this is certainly a good trade, something that's going to help the Dolphins, I think, significantly, especially this season. And the reason for that, getting into how this really impacts the roster is, you know, I don't think I'm shocking anyone by saying that we've had to deal with a lot of injuries on the Dolphins secondary. And what that does is, you guys know, the Dolphins like to do cover zero. And cover zero, while it is great, it puts a lot of stress on your secondary. And why the secondary is so crucial and why guys like Byron and X are so important on this team is because they allow you to do a lot of crazy stuff uh, with blitzing and sending everyone or not sending everyone. But when you have guys that, you know, with no disrespect, the Justin Bethels, the Cater Kohus, the Noah Igbenoganis, when you have guys like that that aren't as good, you know, you're not going to put them in that much stress. You're going to play a lot more four or five man fronts. You're not going to be sending the house every time because they can be a liability. And I think you're seeing that this year, Dolphins being one of the lowest teams in um, sacks this year, not pressuring a lot. And a lot of that has to do with the injuries in the secondary. 
And so what bringing in a guy like Bradley Chubb does is that now allows the Dolphins to feel confident that, hey, if we only send four or five guys, we're going to get home and get the sack. Because now you have Phillips, Ingram, Chubb, Van Ginkle, Ogba, Wilkins, Sealer, Davis. Like you got studs galore on that defensive line. And I think that's going to free up the rest of the seven, you know, or eight guys, depending on how many you're rushing, three or four. It's going to free up the rest of those guys to, to really lock down that secondary and make up for the injuries that we've had. So Bradley Chubb, and and, and on top of that, that's just this season, you know, that's just the impact that he's going to have this season. But eventually, if you can lock up more guys in the secondary, get better depth, he's just going to allow you to do more things on your offense or on your defense, because you no longer, in order to apply pressure, have to send the whole house. And I think that's been one of the weaknesses with the Dolphins the last couple of years is the only time you can manufacture pressure is when you send, you know, six, seven guys and you just drop five and cover zero. And I think when you look at the games where we faced against elite quarterbacks like Josh Allen, that's where it's come to bite us in the ass is because you can't just let Josh Allen sit back there for five, six seconds because any quarterback will pick you apart. But at the same time, you can't rush the house every play because he also will just tear you apart. So I think with getting a guy like Bradley Chubb, it's going to give this Dolphins defense a lot more flexibility to do more creative things uh, and not always feel the need that they have to blitz all the time in order to get after the quarterback. So in that sense, this trade is a massive W for the team. The only reason I'm concerned slightly is because over the last four seasons, not including this year, Bradley Chubb has only played 10 and a half games per season on average. So like, I I mean, I feel like this is a common theme with the Dolphins. We just have a lot of guys where they're phenomenal when when they're on the field. And I guess that would be my only concern. However, looking on Twitter, um, seeing the reaction that some of the Broncos teammates have had to Bradley Chubb getting traded... Um, A lot of them are disappointed. A lot of them are heartbroken and sad. And what that goes to show me is not only is my favorite team getting a phenomenal player, but they're also getting a phenomenal teammate. Um, And I think that's really important because you don't want to mess up the, the mojo and the vibe that's going on in this team and in that locker room. And I think adding a guy like Bradley Chubb, you're adding a guy who on the field and off the field is, is a class act. And, and that to me is very, very important. So hats off to the Miami Dolphins, hats off to Chris Greer. I heard so many people and saw so many people just crapping on him saying, you know, Chris Greer's sleeping, where is he? And you guys have to understand, like, I'm not trying to be rude because you're passionate and I understand that, but like trades take a while. It's not just like on Madden where you can just pick people to trade and you do it. Like with a trade, especially for a player like Bradley uh, Chubb, who needs a contract, you can't just trade for the person and not have a contract in place. Most More likely than not, when you're trading for this person, you are also trying to create a contract similar that, like what you saw with Tyreek Hill to where that person is wanting to go there because they know what lies in store for them with a contract. You know, you can't just say, hey, we're going to trade for this guy. It's not like if they're in a contract year like he is, there's other stuff that's involved. And hearing some of the stuff I heard today about like 
the the things Chris Greer was trying to do, like just because things don't happen doesn't mean he's not trying. And Chris Greer, you have to, you have to, have to, have to tip your hat and, and just like applaud the hell out of what he's done. So 2021, we had the third overall pick. We trade back to the 12 and then we trade up to six with the Eagles. And we had three first round picks between the sixth pick and then the last two years. And with those picks, the Dolphins have turned the, that third overall pick into the first overall pick uh, or the first round pick that year, which was Jalen Waddle, the first that we used on Tyree Kill, and now a first on Bradley Chubb. So congratulations to Chris Greer for turning the third overall pick into three superstar players. Because what would you rather have, the third overall pick, which is Trey Lance, or Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and Bradley Chubb? Hats off to Chris Greer, just an amazing, amazing job. And again, I heard some things today that, you know, I'll just hint at one um, because I don't know what I'm allowed to say from people I listen to and follow. But let's just say that Mike Kosicki at first was going to be a part of this trade. And so was another Alabama wide receiver that Tua played with in college. That's all I'll say. Uh, and the Denver Broncos and their general manager didn't do the right thing. They backed out last minute and Chris Greer being the class act that he did, knowing that he needs to help his team still went through with a trade and just had to fudge up some stuff at the end. But nonetheless, yeah, Bradley Chubb on this team, man. And I am excited because again, watching this team, especially the last eight weeks, you know, especially against the Lions, man, we were just we weren't applying pressure, and Jalen Phillips has gotten home on a lot of plays. Uh, he's just been like a half a step, a, a, a millisecond from creating a sack. But when you have two guys now like that with Chubb and Phillips, and then you have you know that interior with Sealer and Wilkins, it's like there's only so many guys to protect the quarterback, and you know teams are now going to have to get into kind of a defensive version of what they have to deal with with Waddle and Hill where it's like, well, who are you going to double? Because if there's five guys on the line of scrimmage and you send four every play, that means one guy can get a double team. Well, if you give the double team to Bradley Chubb, you're telling me that you're going to go one-on-one with Wilkins, Phillips, and Zach Sealer? That's going to be pretty difficult. And if you go double team on anyone else, it's like you're going to leave Phillips or Bradley Chubb one-on-one? I mean, it just puts offenses into this bind where it's like you don't know what to do. And it's kind of like what they do on offense where, yeah, you can double Tyreek Hill, but now Waddle's wide open. You can double Waddle, but now Tyreek's open. And you could try to do both and to the best of your ability, but then you got Mike Kosicki or, you know, Raheem Mostert as the running back. So, you know, again, this is going to give the Dolphins much more flexibility to be able to create pressure without having to send the house and expose their weak injured secondary. So again, hats off to the Dolphins. I would say this trade, it's it's going to take a while, probably a year from now to see how impactful it is. But just off of paper and seeing how much they gave up and the type of player they're getting in return, I'm going to give this trade like a B plus. The only reason it's not higher is because I just, I need to see the consistency from Bradley Chubb. But I, no, I mean, you can't deny that this does address a significant need for this defense. The other trade, 
Dolphins traded for running back Jeff Wilson. Obviously, Chase Edmonds going to the Denver Broncos now. They use their fifth round pick this year, not the one that they got from the Denver Broncos trade, but they use their fifth round pick this year to get Jeff Wilson. And honestly, if I'm being quite honest with you, like I was shocked that Jeff Wilson could only go, was available for only a fifth. You know, a fifth round pick to me, it's like a fifth round pick, in my opinion, is someone that you're hoping in their first year can just make an impact on special teams. And you're hoping that they can just make the 53 man roster in their rookie contract. And a guy like Jeff Wilson Jr., it's like you give a fifth round pick for him and it's like you're getting a guy that I seriously think is going to have significant snaps in this offense. I mean, I think you look at Chase Edmonds and how many snaps he had. Uh, it's going to be similar to that, but obviously Chase being inconsistent in the past game was starting to get a lot of snaps taken away and Raheem Mostert obviously showed the vision, but I think you're getting kind of like a great value version of Jeff Wilson, uh, of Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson's a guy that's coming from San Francisco. He knows this scheme already, so he can be put in right away. And you're getting a guy that is dangerous out of the backfield, has good burst like Raheem Mostert, Good vision, obviously. Um, you know we saw in San Francisco, and a guy that is 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 a, a dual threat. You know he's not just good in the run game, but also the pass game. We just need to see the reliability that we didn't see from Chase Edmonds in that pass game. But yeah, I really think that this addresses a need. Um, you know, and especially the fact that they could have him for a fifth round pick. I heard uh, there were rumblings up until we got. Jeff Wilson, that it was going to be Cam Akers or Kareem Hunt. Not really sure what happened there. It was probably a price tag thing. Um, And again, if you're Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer, you can get a guy who played significant snaps for the 49ers up until the Christian McCaffrey trade. And you can get a, a guy that played significant snaps, who knows your offense, who day one is probably gonna come in and be able to play a game no problem. And you can get him for a fifth round pick. To me, it's a no brainer. As much as I would have loved Cream Hunt, you know, considering how much you had to give up for Bradley Chubb, you know, I think they they made the most with what they had. And and you know, I would say that while the impact of this probably isn't as high as someone like Bradley Chubb, because the Dolphins really needed to be able to rush the passer. And you know, with with the offense, it kind of feels like you're already the richer getting richer. You know, it's not a necessity, but I think that, you know, down the stretch, you have someone like Raheem Oster who does have an injury history. You don't have to rely on him as much. And you have a guy in Jeff Wilson again for a team that's five and three in the playoff mix. He can come in right away and have a significant impact. So I love it, man. I, I, I love it. I, I didn't know. I heard nothing about the, him being available. Uh, the last couple of days, it was like a week ago, I think, that the 49ers, a rumor came out that he was available, and I quote tweeted that this made way too much sense, um, and I'm, I'm happy to see that they did it, because again, I really think that offensively, this is going to, um, th- this just made a lot more sense than Chase Edmonds. Now, uh, there was, you know, up up until, you know, the trade deadline, I was hearing that they were trying to move Cedric Wilson. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what happened there. I think it was really just to get that contract out of the way. Uh, I'm not sure if maybe once they decided they could get Chase Edmonds out the door, they kept Wilson. 
as I said on last podcast, I liked Wilson as a punt returner. And certainly you're paying him a lot to do a lot more than return punts. But I've been led to believe that the Dolphins didn't know, obviously, they were going to get Tyreek Hill. And so when they traded or when they signed Cedric Wilson, they intended it on being him and Jalen Waddell, not Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So you certainly can't complain because we do have Tyreek Hill. Um, But yeah, I know the Dolphins were trying to acquire um, or trying to get rid of Cedric Wilson. The teams that I heard were interested were like the Cowboys, the Browns, Giants. Um, And we were only going to get like a sixth round pick or maybe a comp player, you know, like some someone that's going to come in and compete and not really make a huge impact. Uh, But they weren't able to. And honestly, I'm fine with it because, you know, I, I liked what Cedric Wilson did in the return game. Um, and I really, uh, again, I'm not really sure where the disconnect is, but I, I, I mean, he looked really good with the Cowboys, so I'm not really sure how he's not getting more playing time and making more of an impact on offense. But again, I'm fine with him, you know, uh, not getting traded. He'll probably get cut at the end of the season along with like, you know, Mike Kosicki probably won't get re-signed and, uh, you know, you have someone... Uh, I'm trying to think who else, Eric Rowe. So you're going to be able to create a lot more cap space at the end of this year. And, um, you know, if you are serious about making a deep playoff run, you have to have depth. And I think that keeping Cedric Wilson is a win, even though he doesn't have a significant impact at all, really, on this team. So now that we traded all those picks away, uh, I say all those picks, it wasn't all those picks, but now that we traded for Bradley Chubb, got um, Jeff Wilson, here is an updated look. Uh, here's an updated look at the 2023 draft picks for the Miami Dolphins. So obviously we lost our first with the tampering incident, um, and we just gave away the San Francisco first for Bradley Chubb. But the Dolphins still have their own second round pick. They have two thirds from one from New England, and they have their own. They have a fifth, um, which they traded to San Francisco. Uh, this year's fifth, they trade to San Francisco and then they have a sixth round pick and a seventh. So they still have five picks. Um, and you know, having a second and two thirds, you, you can get one or two quality starters out of there, especially, I think the dolphins at this point, they don't really need many more big name players. I think they need a lot of depth second and two thirds is plenty. You know, I think when you look at the second, two thirds, those right there are three depth picks. You can get a second, maybe you can get a significant starter, but you know you have three picks right there where you can get good quality depth if you're doing it the right way, um, and that's really what this team needs. We're kind of past the days where the Dolphins need to do all of this you know, crazy stuff in the draft to get all these good players. We're pretty loaded everywhere, um, and so I think that the draft capital we have in 2023 is, is more than enough. And then in 2024, we go back to having our own first, our own second, uh, that third round pick we forfeited with the investigation. Then we have a fifth, sixth, and seventh. So we still got draft picks in the next two years, um, enough to still help this team get even better. Uh, And again, I I just can't really stress enough how... um, happy you should be with Chris Greer. Again, a lot of people were like, man, Chris Greer needs to wake up. He needs to do this and that. Again, it's not Madden. Um, And all those people out there acting like Chris Greer can just dial a phone and be like, hey, we want Bradley Chubb. And they're going to be like, okay, here he is. 
It's like, no, it's not how it works. So again, from uh, people I've been keeping up with, uh, you know, podcasts and stuff like that, that I've been keeping up with for the last couple of weeks, especially the last couple of days, I knew that Chris Greer was doing a lot behind the scenes. And today, whether it was trying to get Mike Kosicki out, um, you know, trading for Bradley Chubb, I heard they were also trying to get Josh Allen if they couldn't get Bradley Chubb, Josh Allen from Jacksonville, not, not the quarterback. Um, they were looking with Cream Hunt, Cam Akers, obviously Jeff Wilson, trying to move Cedric Wilson. Like they, he was doing a lot today. He was incredibly, incredibly active today. And I just, again, I got to give a hats off to him because what he has done the last four years, ever since trading away Laramie Tunsil, has been nothing short of spectacular. Again, you look at all the picks that we got for Laramie Tunsil. You look at all the players that we got simply by just trading back from three to 12 and back up to six. I mean, again, that alone, it's like, that's elite. Going from pick three, realizing, hey, let's get more players. Let's get more picks. You trade out. The San Francisco 49ers take the wrong quarterback. Um, and you end up getting Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and Bradley Chubb. And what's scary is if the Dolphins didn't get caught tampering, they would still have a first round pick this year and a third round pick next year. That's what's even scarier when I think about this. It's like, if the Dolphins wouldn't have gotten caught tampering and wouldn't have tampered, we would still have a first round pick and we'd all be sitting here like, holy crap. The Dolphins have all these good players and they still have a first, a second, and two thirds this year. That's what's crazy to me. Um, And so again, I have to tip my cap, man. Chris Greer deserves a statue in front of the Dolphins stadium because what he has done as a general manager, not only in the draft, but also handling the cap. We've never had like a lot of dead cap and been in cap hell like years past. He has just done a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal job. And I mean, it it just kind of goes to show you that Chris Greer is one of those people where a lot of people labeled him as he only wants a lot of picks. He just wants all these picks and he's not never going to get good players. And as soon as Brian Flores left, what has he done? Got Teron Armstead, went out and traded a bunch of picks for Tyreek Hill, went out and traded for Bradley Chubb. Like he has done a lot. He's not just getting picks to get picks. And I think all of us out there really deserve um, or really owe Chris Greer either an apology um, or just learn to appreciate really what he has done for this team when you compare it to other general managers like Mike Tannenbaum and Dennis Hickey, those clowns that we've had in the past. So, man, Chris Greer, just phenomenal job. Uh, and I, I'm sure Mike McDaniel and Josh Boyer right now are licking their chops because they have, you know, Josh Boyer now is probably a lot less stressed because he has two guys with Phillips, really four guys, I think between Agba, Phillips, Ingram and Chubb. It's like you never have to worry about having any weaklings out there. And then you haven't even gotten into like Van Ginkle and then your interior defensive line. So I think that's going to really, um, you know, let the the defense be able to breathe and not rely so much on applying pressure with blitzes. And then Mike McDaniel. I mean, if there's a guy that knows Jeff Wilson, it's Mike McDaniel. He was a run game specialist in San Francisco he, he's getting a guy that he knows, he knows what he likes, he knows what he doesn't like, and you're getting a guy, I can't stress this enough, who knows the offense and can come in day one and have an immediate impact. Um, and so just dubs, dubs all over for the Dolphins. Uh, not we're, we're catching dubs not even on Sundays anymore. We're just getting them on weekdays. On a Tuesday at 3 p.m., we're getting dubs. 
Uh, so yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal acquisitions by the Dolphins. Only time will tell how good they are, but just right off the bat, uh, first reaction, love what they did. Addressed a need and... You know, again, I think that where you're going to see the impact that these guys have is when we start getting into those games against the Justin Herberts, against the Josh Allens, against the Aaron Rodgers, where Dolphins can be like, you know what? We don't have to blitz you. We can just drop seven guys in coverage and just let our four guys get after you. And I think that's an element that the Dolphins have been missing. I would say if there's one area of this team that I really, really think we need to address is linebacker. I'm not a huge fan of our linebacker core. I think if we had someone like a Roquan Smith, we would be, I mean, cooking with some serious gas. But nonetheless, you got to be happy with what you have. And I think the Dolphins have a lot. So that's all I got for you guys today. Um, If anything else happens, I mean, the trade deadline's over, but if anything else significant happens, I don't think it will before Friday, I will for sure be doing another podcast. Um, But next time you see me will probably be on Friday. You'll, you'll listen to me. I'll do a podcast episode covering the Chicago bears game. Um, And that game's kind of gotten a little more interesting now because they no longer have Roquan Smith and (laughs) Bro, they gave up a second-round pick for the Steelers' third-best wide receiver. That's wild to me. That's horrible. But nonetheless, we're going to face Chase Claypool again, and their defense without Roquan Smith um, isn't as intimidating, but still definitely a game we got to take seriously. But I'll cover that next time on the podcast. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Enjoy this. Uh, fins are, fins are, fins are uh, coming back, baby. We're doing great things. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins.